0: The state of flow. Everybody wants to get there. It's a state of mind and a state of being. When a business is in flow, they're focused on one goal together, the goal of getting and keeping customers delighted. Their different parts are working in harmony together to achieve it. I'm John Spencer, head of product for the technology industry here at ServiceNow, and welcome to X as a Service Flow. In this podcast, we'll explore what companies need to know about getting ahead in the era of everything as a service to achieve flow between their teams, their partners, and their customers, and to deliver great products and services that put them ahead of the competition. In this episode, I speak with Rohit Patra, VP and Head of Product for Telecommunications, Media and Technology here at ServiceNow about the need for speed. Together we'll discuss how the X-as-a-Service era is driving a demand for unprecedented time to market. So full disclosure, Rohit and I are in the same team. And I've been super impressed by what he's helped the team deliver in a short amount of time since joining ServiceNow a year and a half ago. But I'm not going to go easy on him. I'm going to ask him some hard questions about getting to speed in the Everything-as-a-Service market. But first, I wanted to know about its journey since starting in ServiceNow.
1: We started this journey two years ago. And in the course of the two years, our focus in ServiceNow has been to build industry applications in four prioritized industries. And in those four prioritized industries, as we ramped up the teams, we've built around 44 applications. Each of those applications delivers a specific business functionality addresses a specific capability uh, based on what we're hearing from our customers uh, and the demands that keep coming in. We don't expect that pace to reduce any time this year. In fact, we expect that to continue to accelerate as we move into 2022. So let's talk a little
0: bit just just about you and, and a little bit more of your background. So you came to ServiceNow from Salesforce. Before that, you were at Oracle.
1: Talk to us a little bit about your, your professional journey. So Exactly. As you said, um, ServiceNow journey has started about a year and a half ago. I run the product management team for telecommunications, media and technology. Uh, Prior to ServiceNow, I was running the solutions team uh, for Salesforce for telecommunications and media. Um, And before that, I was at Oracle for about six odd years doing a variety of things, mainly focused around creating solutions, communicating to our customers, driving some of the innovation that we had, plus also feeding it back into product management. Um, And before Oracle, I did an implementation stint for about the first eight or 10 years of my career, uh, helping customers deploy the solutions into their ecosystem, making sure that they were fully integrated uh, and delivering to the project timelines and the outcomes that were a part of the initial plan.
0: Yeah, I find a, a lot of our best product managers are the best product managers I've worked with or product leaders come out of doing implementation, come out of doing consulting and really have been in the trenches with a lot of different customers. Um, And I see that on your team. I think a lot of your product management team comes out of working with customers for a long time and then saying, yeah, I'm going to go fix that product. I'm going to go make that product better.
1: That's true because we've been affected because products did not usually do what they were supposed to do. Our our products didn't really help in understanding the larger picture of what what was the solution that was needed to be delivered, but really came to a point of view of just a specific functionality. And I think having done implementations, knowing that we are a part of an ecosystem, we're going to be a part of the entire solution that a customer deploys. The focus has always been around saying, how do we better integrate to your existing applications, to your existing systems? And I think that mindset shift, I I think really helps product management people because it helps you to think about product beyond just your one functionality, but, how it will coexist in an entire architecture. So our
0: focus topic today is around faster time to market. So I did my Google search. So Agile Cockpit defines this as time to market is the length of time it takes from a product or feature being conceived until it's available to customers. I mean, we see this with the, the transition to SaaS and to cloud platforms, the cloud platforms—the you know number one reason that you know enterprise buyers say they're making the move in, to those kind of models and those kind of products is to get innovation and to get innovation faster, you know, new technologies faster. So that's just leading to you know the kind of numbers that you talked about—you know, new product teams stood up and grown over the last two years organically, releasing 44 new applications, like. That's a level of releases and delivering new innovations and capabilities to customers that, yeah, I haven't experienced in my career before. Um, so first, let's just talk a little bit about that from when you started in product at Oracle um, a few years ago through Salesforce to serve now. I mean, how, how has it changed? How has, it, how has the pressure you have felt and the, the cadence that your teams have had to work at really, really changed?
1: In all of those experiences, uh, I think one of the things that was always consistent in my experience was the fact that the speed of innovation was never faster than it was before. Um, So while I was at Oracle, when we started to move towards cloud, you know, the number of offerings that we were launching on the cloud started to expand really, really quickly. Um, There was an explosion of new capabilities that were being launched. Um, Salesforce as well, they were going at a very brisk pace and at ServiceNow, I think that's a massive trajectory for us. And I think the the pace at which we've moved in the past year and a half, I haven't experienced in my career as well, much like what you said. Um, th- I think there's a couple of reasons why this shift has happened. And I think my personal view is the fact that there are a few areas at ServiceNow that we are focused in. We are not focused on doing everything for every customer, but there are a few key areas that we think we can provide differentiated value and experience. But as we are building the products, the domains that we're going in, we go deeper. While we're going deeper into those areas, um, the world itself, I think, has shifted dramatically, Uh, not just in the past two years, but even before that. We were moving to digital um, enablement. We were moving to digital transformation. But with all the uncertainty around us, uh, the number of products that we need to enable our customers who are going through this transition also needs to grow. Uh, One of the great examples that we've often used within ServiceNow, and we've shared with with multiple analysts in, in the past as well, is around a safe workplace solution like a solution that didn't ever need it to be created uh, until the pandemic hit us. Um, but when it did, and people wanted to go back to work, we created that product in a matter of weeks. Um, and we just needed to because there was a massive demand for it and our customers wanted it. Technology is a key lever that people are expecting to use to get to the, to the next stages of the journey.
0: So when I think about the acceleration and how fast we can go as a product organization now, a lot of the bottlenecks are, are not necessarily in product, although we certainly still have things we can we can do better. A lot is around go-to-market challenges and all of the different stakeholders that we need to be updated and to understand what we're creating and how to take that out to our customers and then even for our customers to consume it. So we're putting a tremendous amount of pressure on the rest of the organization now that we're going as fast as, as we can as a product org.
1: You know, look, the a variety of challenges when you go as fast as you do. Um, first, the scale. It's very hard for us to even see what other teams are doing. Uh, initially, when a smaller company, you know exactly what other teams are working on. Um, but now it becomes intentional. You have to become intentional to understand what either teams are doing because you may have, you know, um, you may have ways that you can leverage their, their work. You may have ways to, to drive synergy across different teams. And I think that becomes one of the key things that, that shifts in your mindset, uh, and, and I think change like this is cultural as well. Like you have to start thinking about things differently. People have to be embracing this change and people have to be ready for it. One of the key examples that we've seen is in the past, most companies, they had a mindset that everything that they offered was going to be from the bottom up. Um, they had to build the products, they had to build the services, they had to build the offerings, they had to build the commercials, they had to create the bundles, and then they have to manage those services for their customers as well. Um when when you think about doing everything from the right from the bottom all the way to the offering and the management of the services, you can't go at the pace that, that we've been talking about. I think that pace doesn't really work when everything needs to be done in-house. So I think the shift that we've seen our customers do and we ourselves as an organization where we started a journey from is not necessarily to be everything for everyone, but become a platform, um, a platform that the teams, the organizations, the partners, the ecosystem can build and innovate upon. Um, when, you, when you start thinking in those terms where you're not going to become the end-all, but essentially be a platform of enablement, then you really are now not restricted by your own organizations. You're expanding the number of teams that can build upon you. And I think an example like Amazon that they've done you know, for, for quite some time, that's a very easy one for us to understand. Like Amazon has been a platform. And in the software world, we believe that ServiceNow, that's the approach that we've taken, allowing our customers to go faster by becoming the platform uh, for them to build upon.
0: Yeah, actually, I like that analogy with Amazon and the platform that they built from the very beginning and as they created new categories and brought them on, just how fast they were able to do that. And actually, it's a really good analogy for, for what we're trying to do with our platform. So that's let's talk a little bit about um, specifically your customer base. You know, so let's talk a little bit about when, when when you're thinking about what products and capabilities you know are you know TMT, telecommunications, media and, and technology focused product team uh, you know what areas are are we focused on that are helping our customers be better you know in getting products to market, being faster to market.
1: One of the things that we saw when digital transformation started was the focus was on in the front end. And, and that was really important, right? Channels were exploding, customers wanted to interact across different channels. Self-service was important. People wanted to, to be able to drive self-service engagements when they were looking at enterprise customers and 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 the and the products and services that were being delivered. So that was a key focus on the transformation. The strategy that we've had is slightly different. Our focus is really to become the platform that can connect the middle office to the back office. That's essentially what we're doing. And our strategy is also to become a system of action. As an organization, that's what we're focused on. We don't want customers to look at ripping and replacing the existing systems um, and and having to replace it with ServiceNow. However, what we want to do is to drive the most value out of them. And the way we do this is because we want to be the orchestration framework or the process framework through which we can bring those systems of record into a single place and drive business outcomes. So that's that's been our approach as a company. Now as we take that focus into TMT, there are three key areas that we started to use that principle for our customers. The first one was order management. Um, If you look at order management and orchestration, that's still an opportunity for our customers to become more efficient and operationalize over. And it's a key focus for us. When the order that your enterprise customer is is, is, is buying is, comes into um, the provider, uh, it essentially becomes a workflow. Uh, you know, you want to be able to take that order. You want to be able to send it to your procurement systems, to your activation platforms, to your commercial platforms, to your entitlement engine. Um, we want to be able to streamline those things. Those applications, those systems that are eventually going to do the entitlement or going to do the commercialization, we don't want to change those but we wanna be able to streamline it into a single place so that once the order comes in, we can provide you know, that orchestration, the status, a support for the entire life cycle so we can orchestrate change, all of that in a single platform. And that's the one key area for us when it comes to order orchestration. The second one for us is what I like to call a zero touch partnering connected ecosystem. And I know you feel very strongly about this just as I do, because um, I think if you think about uh, our technology customers as an example, we feel very privileged that a large chunk of the IT landscape has presence of ServiceNow. And if those customers of ours, the technology customers, look at their customer base, we know that they have a, a pretty significant portion of the enterprise customers also using ServiceNow. So we think that we are, we are a common denominator across the technology the provider, their customers, and in some cases also their partners, the bigger partners that they have. And so we want to use that that common denominator uh, of ServiceNow as a differentiated value and experience for them. And the way we are trying to do this is by making sure that our customers, our partners, and our providers are all connected with a single fabric um, of ServiceNow. And so when the technology provider is delivering services or managing services for the enterprise, the enterprise can actually create the requests and create the, the orders, create any kind of a uh, and an and interaction through the air instance of serviceNow, and so also that the 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 technology provider can where they can promote get insights from the management of the services and promote information back into the customer base also using serviceNow as the common link and the reason for this is it becomes very frictionless right We're not letting the enterprise move into a different channel, move into a different portal, send an email to an account manager and wonder where it went. This all becomes now fully integrated into a connected tissue, and so that's the second focus for us to make that ecosystem work for our providers, our customers, and our partners using ServiceNow as the common denominator.
0: You know, this is an area that's been really passionate to me and my team, and it, you know, in coming into ServiceNow um, you know, five years ago, I had no no concept of how much time was being spent on integrations. From providers to their customers, and yeah, you know, that's consistently been in my five years here the number one ask from both our enterprise customers and our providers, whether they be managed service providers um, or technology, you know, providers. Uh, working together um, really hasn't changed. You know, like we 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 talk about you know that those channels and the transformation, and you know, especially in our consumer experiences. Um, you know, with Amazon, with Uber, you know, whatever you want to use as your great customer customer experience, but an enterprise support, or when you're even doing more than that, when you're co-delivering, you know, a managed service or you're outsourcing a a function. It's largely either you have to come and work in my systems and hundred percent dedicate your time and have no efficiency, or I go to a portal. Or I go to multiple portals and that's every vendor and it just, the, the experience is terrible. It just does it just doesn't scale. And then there's no e- efficiency really hard for either side to create better experiences. And then for the providers to automate, you know, I mean, you got to automate those, those requests to be able to scale and be efficient and deliver, you know, the, the, the savings the customer's looking for.
1: I mean, and I think that's another, not just the experience, but I also think that's another application that the provider needs to maintain. Like, I mean, their business is to create new services. They create businesses to create new products and get more revenue. To create another application that they need to manage and maintain, it just takes away from that focus. So that's kind of the other angle to it too. And I think the third area for us as we build upon um, our focus uh, is how do we provide actionable customer three hundred and sixty. Um, and what that really for us is the ability, if, if you think about where we started this conversation, the explosion of different products and services. So as a provider, I want my customers to be able to not just be a customer for one product, but then I want to make sure that they maintain uh, my relationship with them by renewing the contract when it comes to a renewal, making sure that I can sell more products and services. Uh, and that's, that's my prerogative. That's what I want to do as a business. So if What we want to do is to be able to provide that information back to the provider, where I can see how my customers are using my current services that they're contracted to, how I can make sure they can get to the outcome that was part of the sales cycle, um, how they're performing against it, so that when it comes to the matter of renewal, it's it's not even a discussion that needs to happen. They automatically renew with me. But while they're renewing with me, they're also looking at what are the things that they can buy from me so that they can now expand their business horizon and objectives for the next year. So the actionable customer 360 for us is to make that decisions easy for the provider. Make sure that they can deliver to what they were promised, uh, they were promising to their customers, and then help them get the insights on how they're using the systems and services so that they can make a more targeted pitch for them and more targeted value proposition once it comes to a time of them expanding the journey with the provider.
0: I was reading last week some of the new Deloitte survey information about the US, um, I think it was like 600 IT enterprises, US, and just all about how fast and what different categories of as a service products they were adopting, um, and those numbers are all fantastic. Like every category, you know, including you know things like emerging tech like AI as a service models and how fast they're being adopted, and then the you know in two years, like all those numbers are are fantastic. Okay, so that that's that's all going really well. Um, but the two things that they called out from the survey were one was a tremendous amount of not getting the value or using the capability. So, back to your point about really having an actionable 360 now, understanding exactly where the customer is and that information being easily accessible across the enterprise. I think a lot of us have incredible data warehouses and analytics teams, but to the, the teams that are interfacing with a customer every day, every hour, it's still not easily accessible in, in almost any organization I've, I've talked to. Um, and then the second part of that is, uh, you know, which, which I think is directly correlated, is that, you know, seven out of 10 said they'd entertain other vendors for those same products or service categories. SaaS has been amazing for our industry in terms of, you know, the uh, valuations and, you know, the way we're working with customers and allowing us to deliver innovation at much greater scale. But there's the other part is like, we got to be in our game or, you know, customers, uh, it's a lot easier for customers to switch. So I agree with you about uh, focusing really on customer 360 and making that much more actionable. And I like to think accessible. I just don't think that information is accessible or consumable by most of the people in the organization that are dealing with the customer.
1: One of our key customers that we've been working on in the last year was essentially um, a provider of SD-WAN services, where they integrate back with uh, one of the SD-WAN vendors, uh, Cisco. And essentially, the company, NGINA, uh, their focus was even further accelerated because of COVID. Uh, connectivity was extremely important, especially in today's world that we live in. Um, and if you combine that with people and employees working from home and and major uh, applications are being run out of people's houses, you know, security was another concern uh, for large enterprises. So Engine is a provider of SD-WAN connectivity services for enterprises, uh, leveraging the Cisco uh, framework for SD-WAN across large enterprises globally. And so we started work with them sometime last year, and they've gone through, um, you know, the implementation cycle with us And there's been major successes for them. And when we talk about speed of acceleration, I love some of the statistics that they've shared with us in the past, where um, they talked about how they were able to create applications on ServiceNow in a matter of weeks. Um, The first MVP that they were able to stand up was in eight weeks, which was an entire order management system that could take orders coming in from the enterprises, orchestrate it within the application, connect it back into Cisco's network, and activate the entire service. Um, that essentially has been a great testimony of how fast we've been able to deliver those capabilities for Nginet to be able to then deliver that to their customers. Now, as they look into the new year, uh, one of the areas that they're looking towards is how they become now connected to their partners and to their customer using ServiceNow as a common denominator that we talked about. Um, So their focus is, now that they've built the orchestration, now they've made it efficient for people to get the service once they've ordered, how do we make it easy for them to order the service itself? How do they get service um, on the services that they've already assigned to uh, in a streamlined fashion? So that's their focus for this year. So I really like that story uh, because it touches upon all of our key priorities uh, and the pace in which they've delivered is truly phenomenal for us.
0: Awesome to chat to Rohit as always. I really enjoyed getting his insights into the access service industries biggest challenges around speed and this perspective on the shifts that have happened that are driving speed to market. Fascinating to hear about some of the companies who have sped up their pace and are delivering more to their customers, thanks to a more integrated workflow. When everything's connected, we can see how much easier it is to not just get the wheels turning, but innovate in new directions. In the next episode, We'll talk about the journey the tech companies providing cloud and managed services are on to innovate and grow profitably while remaining secure and in control. How can today's X as a Service companies future-proof for resilience and scale? X as a Service Flow is brought to you by ServiceNow. Connect with us at your.servicenow.com slash technology. I'm John Spencer. I look forward to talking to you again soon.